0: Welcome to Be Simply. This is She and I want to thank you for being here today. We are connecting to the alchemy of food and today we're going to talk about the transition of seasons from one season to the next. I'm currently here in the North American continent where I am experiencing winter. If you're in the southern hemisphere, hello to all of you down there. Uh, If you're down there, uh, you're going to be transitioning from summer to fall and us uh, winter to spring. So it's really a fascinating time for anyone to take a pause. So if you're interested in bringing yourself into harmony with nature, there's something very distinct that happens at the end of these cycles. Now I'd like to point out that typically people are looking at maybe the shortest, the longest day a year, those uh, solstices, winter and summer yet. um, And then there's these spring ones. However, if we look at the lunar cycles and go from new moon to new moon, we can start to feel into these cycles so that they're in their actual location versus the set in stone that's connected to the Gregorian calendar, which was imposed as a banking calendar long ago. So there wouldn't be no fixed point. You would analyze. Where time is, is that the shortest day of the year? That would give us a sense that we're entering in winter or we're deeply in winter. And then the same with the summer longest day of the year. Yep, they're celebrated in this day and age. And then people will put the spring and fall in there in March and September. So if you're following by more of a lunar calendar, which many indigenous tribes connect to the new moon as the beginning of a cycle and the end of a cycle. And right now we're at a full moon, so we're mid-cycle. And at the end of this month called February, we are going to be entering in what would be called the new lunar lunar year by Tibetan account, which would indicate spring. And then we can go on if we want to keep celebrating New Year's to Thailand, to India, all different opportunities. And these new years are this indication of the new, very different from our new year in North America and globally, that the new year starts based on the Gregorian calendar. So you might be like, well, what does that have to do with food? Well, it has a lot to do with food in the sense that this is when we farm. This is when we plant seeds. This is when we let the soil rest. So being that we're coming off the winter season in one region of the world this is a time where historically by uh, certain tribes accounts one being the Hopi that you let the earth rest you let her be and part of that's because it's frozen the the environment doesn't isn't very conducive to growing so you just let everything be let your garden be Uh, if you are into winter gardening then you might have a greenhouse you might have pots you might be in a region of the world that is conducive conducive for that. And then as we get ready for those spring leaves, the cherry blossoms, uh, the soil to be ready, uh, full of uh, moisture and all that compost that came down from the leaves and everything that lay dormant to plant seeds. It's a transitional time and it's super exciting. So even if you have fruit trees, this is a time towards the end of winter you would start to trim back your trees so that they could prepare for their buds. Some trees might already be budding so if you notice that's not a great time to cut them back Uh, you can do so as you start to see what's coming forth to give more vitality to certain regions of the tree. So with all of that being said what we're going to be doing is this is an opportunity to finish up kind of working with the body and the sense of nourishing with this element of water and then there's this transitional period you can feel into it that's a perfect time to actually cleanse the system, regenerate, reinforce the nutrients that maybe you missed out on in winter and lead into the nutrients that will be most beneficial during the springtime and so how I offer this to my clients and uh, students is that I create a custom, customized regenerative, I like to call it a regenerative reboot. Cleansing, I feel, is an overused term that people use to uh, maybe lose weight, but this is a holistic process where we address the mind, body, heart, and soul, and I'm pulling from their individual body and what's going on with that to help support them in these transitions. It is important to note that not no biology is identical. So while we like to have universal things available to people for X, Y, and Z, that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And that's why it's really important for people to understand and listen to themselves, especially throughout the year and certain times of the year you might be more prone to illness you might have weak points in your physical body so when I lead someone through a cleanse we look at those things and then we identify how we can really help them one cleanse rebuild up and nourish the system the beautiful part is there's some deep healing that occurs not just with what we're taking in but what we're putting on the body nourishing it with and then on a soul level is really fun. I've had uh, families do this together. A lot of deep bonding, cleansing from an emotional state, a mental state, and deeper awarenesses of how you're best to nourish yourself from day to day. And so you might say, okay, well, thank you very much, Suzanne, for letting me know where we are on planet Earth, spinning through space, and that I could cleanse my system. So you might ask yourself, well, what's the benefit of, one, whether you decide to do a cleanse with me or anyone else, um, what are the benefits and how can I do that wisely? So as mentioned, you know, there I, nowadays it seems like the word cleanse, like juice cleanse, is overused, Uh, people are using it to actually uh, support bad eating habits versus really if we think about this nourishment and regenerative time between seasons, that it is an opportunity to prepare for the next season, clear out the stagnation, maybe any illness that you've been fighting, all those things, and then really bolster your nutrients for the new season. Now, the difference here is, is that we would expect um, that one, you'd be feeling so great and that is, uh, I guess, an expectation of mine. I want people to have a positive experience and that they have greater awareness how to transition back into eating and how to eat well on a a daily basis and that eating well doesn't mean just the food you take, but it's the uh, media you take in, the relationships you have literature you read, the music you take in. When we nourish ourselves well, it's really powerful. You will feel differently if your attention is focused on junk food, processed food, uh, negative conversations, uh, music that really creates an energetic uh, degeneration to your charge and your system. That is going to deplete your system. So, What I encourage all those that I have the fortune to work with is to let's identify what works for you. What is your magic recipe? And when we have the opportunity to continue to refine and someone might think, oh, I'll do this once and I'll never have to do it again. It's actually something you build upon and you can do it annually, maybe in just one specific season in Ayurveda. We like to look at it in fall and spring because those are transitional seasons. Yet there's a benefit to having a period of time to cleanse in each season uh, because there's so much to be learned and harmonized and balanced. But one thing I can tell you, each time that you go through this process, you have the opportunity to get to know yourself a little bit better. You also have the opportunity to have a deeper understanding of what will work with you for you on a day-to-day basis. The beautiful part is that it's not just about eating certain foods and recipes and doing certain things, Is that you get to commune on a deep soul level with yourself, which enables you to really bring out your strengths and shine a light on the things that aren't serving, clear those out, and refocus your attention. A lot of people love the structure of it so much that they wish they could stay on it all the time. The good news is we can take that structure and format and transition people into a really uh, beautiful, as I call it, recipe for their well-being, which, as mentioned, is not just the food you take in; it's the patterns and the cycles that you have on a day-to-day basis. Now, where do we go from here? We're ending uh, winter in the northern hemisphere. We're ending summer in the southern hemisphere very shortly, and so this is a time to listen, to evaluate, and say, okay. Where do I want to focus my attention? How do I want to focus my attention? And for some of us that are entering spring, enter into this new annual cycle. And then for other people that are going to be wrapping up their annual cycle is uh, what does that feel like? What do I want to complete and what do I want to really focus on so I can prepare for my new year my aka spring and I think this is really important to identify that and then not to miss out on those that are in in the on the equator because their season is very similar year around and that's they're the ones holding center so to speak so it's really important and that probably the north and south pole again holding a certain most certain center for all of us That if we all forget the Gregorian calendar and think about the seasons that we live in, this really will help us identify the patterns and flow that we are to be in. And, you know, there might be times throughout your whole lifetime that you have to move to different regions of the world. And I really encourage you to welcome your body to acclimate your system, your mind, body, heart, and soul to acclimate, and then to connect with the rhythms that our Mother Nature is presenting you. It's not by accident that you are been led to that region of the world, and there's this beautiful opportunity for you to uh, find a new Rhythm and a pace. For instance, uh, years ago, I lived part time up in Canada, and it was really fun to experience winter—short, short, short, short days—and realize that ooh, Mother Nature is inviting you to sleep longer, get up later, uh, get a lot done during the daytime. You're motivated because you only have so much, and it's it's a really beautiful experience. And then guess what? In the summer, you have longer, longer days, and the the reverse happens. And getting into that rhythm is really beautiful, especially, you know, being from Southern California and typically sunny climates. I had never had that opportunity to cycle with the environment like that. And that's where I would like to remind, you know, us, you, as a human, that we are part of nature. And we, if we listen to what she's providing for us, we can actually find a better pace and rhythm based on the time of year we are in. So, for those of you that are interested in diving in a little bit deeper to uh, what foods are really important for you to have, what, how much movement's important for you to have, how much uh, quiet time and soul communion is important for you to have, you know, there's an opportunity for you to say, hmm, one, just to evaluate where you might be out of balance. Number two, say, okay, what do I need to heal away to create the space for me to bring these things into balance. And three, if you want some guidance, especially uh, with what is your flow, what your nutritional intake is, and um, finding a rhythm, you can reach out to me and connect and we can look at all of that together and have some fun with it. Furthermore, if you just want to like listen to this and then see how you want to address it, the simplest way for you to connect to right now, wherever you are on planet Earth, and no matter what season you're in or what the ecosystem is, is to take some time and sit and be with that ecosystem beyond all the things you have to connect to, but sit and be with it. Feel into what the sky, the sun, the moon, the environment are doing, and I encourage you for a whole lunar cycle, we're starting on the full moon right now, you could wait start in the new moon or you can go from full moon to full moon or choose a random day and start there and count for about 28 days. Get through the full cycles of the moon and see what your rhythms are, where your emotional charges are, where you feel a little bit more depleted, where you need more rest to start to give yourself permission. It's really interesting. I found the more that you allow yourself to feel into this naturalism, not the one that was human-made, that there's a lot of grace, humility, and opportunity in those moments because you realize, oh, you know what? I can't go 24-7. I have to have spaces, and they're not going to fall on the Saturday or Sunday on my days off, or they're not going to always be... Same every week, and those are very important things to have because guess what? Even though the whole world's operating on this Gregorian calendar, you have the opportunity to realize that hey, maybe I schedule a lighter meeting load, or maybe when I have more energy, I get ahead in my studies so that I can have a little bit more downtime on the parts of the month where I need to just relax. So I realize that oh wow, I'm not going to be able to keep up my exercise routine perfectly through this whole cycle but I'm going to give myself those off days and be okay with that mentally you know because sometimes you know in the what we feed ourselves, it can have so much hype so much trend pushing on us that we start to beat ourselves up psychologically or emotionally and that's not well living that means that you're maybe obsessed with a certain result you feel you have to do something exactly the same every day And that's not the case. So I welcome you, if inspired, to take a whole lunar cycle, start when you want to start. You know, you start full moon, new moon, apogee, perigee, and listen, note, journal, record your rhythms on a daily basis and notice. Good days, positive days, high energy. You know, you want to really look at how your mental state of being is on a daily basis, how your emotional, physical, and your spiritual, and look at those four areas for this whole cycle and just a quick adjective oh mine's great today and then you could we can go from there and start to map out what's really happening and what can come into balance and if you want some help with that feel free to email me at s at s like sam or suzanne at suzanne s-u-z-a-n-n-e-t-o-r-o.com Now, for those of you that are interested in transitioning from winter to spring and want to know what that's going to afford, feel free to email me and ask me about that. There's also links below that can connect you with some of these offerings so that you can understand what's available. The other part of what I'd love to share with you about winter, you know, winter may continue on. A little bit longer than maybe where that spring point is, but we'd be starting to enter into spring activities. Uh, my One of my dear family and friends and leaders out of the Hopi nation, they're in the middle of bean, the bean dance and the end of buffalo dance, and this is a time where they're welcoming in water, they're uh, welcoming in fertility for their crops, And so there's preparation even though the environment's cold. So during the end of winter season, we still want to adhere to make sure that we're getting in as much warm foods as possible. This isn't the best time of year to be doing quote-unquote juice cleanses. It's better to be getting warm soups in, uh, broths, those kind of things. So that's why it's really important sometimes to have some guidance. Uh, You know, of course, there's all these options locally at our retailers and stuff, but when we just decide to do something, sometimes it can be more harmful to us than helpful if we don't understand what we're doing. So that's why I always encourage people to educate themselves, to research, and then most importantly, to listen to themselves because it's really, really important. And so if you're at the end Or where you ever you are, and you're at at the end of a season, no matter when you're listening to this, is you want to adhere to the temperatures outside. We typically want to have warmer foods anyways, because our interior environment is 98.7. So having grown up in hot climates and tropical climates, you know, even in those hot hot days, it feels so good to have drinks that are close to That 98.7 or a little cooler and that the reason is is that keeps the digestive fire going and um, it doesn't constrict the interior intestines if you put a lot of cold foods in there. So something to consider no matter where you are to try to get foods that are at room temperature and or warm especially if you're still in that cold season. And if your cold season continues through spring like here in Southern California, we'll have typically a couple really beautiful uh, weeks in February where there's their beach time, where you can go out and you feel like you're having a summer, and that's to be acknowledged. And then it typically stays cooler all the way through June gloom, and then we get our warm months of June, July, I mean July, August, and September, sometimes into October. So again, you can start to see that sometimes even what's orchestrated for us in ayurvedic practices or chinese medicine practices can be slightly adjusted based on the region you're in the world that's why that's not one size fits all now what i'd like to leave you with is a reminder if you're inspired follow your rhythm for one lunar cycle sit and see how you feel daily mind body heart and soul number 2 If you're inspired and you want to learn more, please feel free to reach out to me and we'll look at you as a special, unique individual and see how we can help bring you back into harmony. Until next time, this is she signing out with a full gaze, a soft smile, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.